That's all it is, Miles. A leap of faith. Surprise, Sydney. Welcome back to the Superman World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have episode 106 of the Cinemania World Show. This is the show where we talk all things movies and television news. I am joined by some special guests from the Cinemania World team. First, we have... Patrick from Gaggle of Geeks. Patrick, how are you? Hey, how's it going? I'm happy to be here talking about some some stuff. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff went down this this week. Some good, some bad, but we'll get into it. Uh, we're also joined from the Film Posters podcast. We have Josie. Josie, hello. Hello. Thank you for having me here. Excited to talk all things that we're going to talk about. <laughs> There's a lot going on. I'm excited to have you here as well. And lastly, we are joined from the Cinemania World team. We have Chris from 3C Films. Hello, Chris. How you doing, man? Hey, Dwayne. Thank you for having me on. And I do just want to apologize for being late. No one knows that before the show, but I feel like I have to mention it. <laughs> so it's all right. It's, 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 it's my Friday. I have, I have, I have Fridays <laughs> off, so I'm excited. So don't worry about it. But we... Are excited, everyone, to get into all of the news from the week. We have so much to talk about. We have some trailers that went on this week. We have some news. We have some delays, and we have some like well, a bunch of things going on. So I'm gonna get started with today's first topic, which is the delay for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. It was set to release later on in October of this year, but apparently Sony yesterday announced a bunch of like release date changes and now it looks like the movie is coming out i believe in july of next year 2023 which is a a big delay um not like an entire year but i think what is that like about six or seven months um kind of nuts so gonna go around get everyone's thoughts on this abrupt kind of delay what do you think happened why do you think this is happening um, what do you think this means? They also announced that it, Across the Spider-Verse Part 2 is going to be coming out in 2024. So all around, we're seeing a long kind of, you know, release kind of date when it comes from the first movie that came out in 2018 to now. That is about a five-year gap on the um, from the first movie. So I'm curious to see what you guys all think. Uh, I'll start with uh, you, Josie. What was uh, your thoughts when you saw these this kind of delay, you know, come about all last minute yesterday? I mean, of course, I was disappointed because this was one of my most anticipated films of mm-hmm. this year, especially right. when 2022 has been giving us pristine, elevated, like the epitome of cinema. Mm-hmm. This is a renaissance. <laughs> so to not have this be a part of the 2022 renaissance is kind of sad. But also, animators need time, apparently. I don't know. Like, this is a rumor. (laughs) This is just something that someone told me. But apparently, they were still looking for animators recently. So there's still a lot to be done, one can infer. So, yeah, they probably just need more time. And, yeah, healthy time frames. Pay your animators well. Mm -hmm. But still sad. Yeah, I okay. So I was that. That's what I was thinking when I first heard the news. I said, okay, maybe they're just the production is just not. They're they're not where they want to be right now with the movie. 
But then like Phil Lord, I believe, tweeted like, LOL, 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 kind of feeling like he didn't know. Yeah. So I was like, wait, so why would you be like laugh? I feel like. I don't know. I was waiting for him to clarify because he usually like (laughs) does that. And then he like throws in a second tweet accompanied by that. Yeah, uh, but I, I was thought, like, because um, usually when that happens, <laughs> explain. Usually when like, okay, so like, I think the same thing happens with connected, right? Quote, you know, Mitchell's versus the machines. Like, you know, it was delayed, and they had to, you know, do a, they had to change a few things, and then they went on Twitter to kind of explain why. So I figured, like, okay, there has to be a reason why, you know, this is happening, even though it's Sony and like the track record and whatnot. So I was like, okay, so, but then he he was like. LOL, LOL, and I was like, wait a minute, so did they not know that their movie was getting delayed? Can you imagine? Oh, wait, he clarified it's that tweet wasn't about Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't believe that. I don't believe that That's at awesome. all. Trolled you. Didn't he quote, he quote tweeted it, though. Uh, he just tweeted, this is not about Spider, well, 20, 20 hours, so three hours after that first tweet, this is not about Spider-Verse, P.S., and then Christopher Miller uh-huh. tweeted, more time to make it great, and the spider emoji. Uh-huh. Interesting. <laughs> that lends more credits to you, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, interesting. <laughs> um, all right, well, uh, let's, go to, let's go to Chris. What did you... Uh... What did you think about this news? Would you were you able to gather any other information uh, for yourself as well? What do you What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense, especially when you know the behind the scenes about the movie, where they're like, it's a really ambitious animation project, where like uh, the whole plot is Miles going to different Spider Man worlds, and each world is going to have its own yeah. animation style and all that, and so. If uh, what Josie was hearing, I mean, I could see that being true. They need a lot of animators for those different sequences and whatnot. That must take a lot of time. And lately, it feels like there's this growing uh, movement that if a movie pressures or rushes their animators, they're going to get canceled or they're going to get some backlash Mm -hmm. from the anime community. And uh, yeah, so I think it was just smart to to give them time. I I think I was just most surprised that they actually set release dates for Madam Web and they kept the the same release date for Craven the Hunter, you would think after Morbius, maybe there'd be some sort of halt or, 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 or rethinking of things. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was, I wasn't that surprised that uh, Spider-Verse had to be delayed. I was more surprised that they just went ahead and announced, Oh, Madam Web is coming and Craven the same year. What, what, what are the new release dates that they announced for those ones? I know I have. So for Craven, it's still January. I don't know the exact date, but I know it's January of 2023. Mm-hmm. And then Madam Web is July 7th, I think, of 2023. So like a month after Spider Verse. Okay. Um, I think, I think they released like logos and stuff for them too, right? Um, I think yeah, I saw a couple of new logos, but, um, I, I don't know. I think. <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me if just after Morbius, they just like panicked and just moved some stuff around. But like you said, we still have Craven coming out next year. Um, I don't feel good about this this Spider Verse that they're doing. Because... <laughs> but it's true what people are saying. It's it's basically the next Transformers. It's like these are the movies that are now going to get probably critically panned. Yeah. But yet they're still going to make so much money. Like I think I saw morbius has now made more money than james gunn's suicide Squad. i saw and that said, too wow, and i said that's Ooh, crazy don't i granted morbius is like i mean yeah. listen the spider-man the, attachment alone just it's like it grants it at least 200 million dollars mm-hmm. i don't know where it's at right now but i know the opening we i i know um i know i i know that kind of numbers as far as like what was it i think it opens like 44 million or like 42 
I know those kind of numbers when it comes to these like comic book movies are not that sustainable. Um, so hopefully Craven pops off a little bit better than what Morbius did. I just think the critic reviews for Morbius and just like the constant delays kind of really, really, you know, like kind of torched that movie when it comes to like, you know, momentum. I think if they stuck yeah. with the momentum that they had with it coming out in January this year, it would have done much better, especially coming right after No Way Home. Um, but I guess they just had to take all that Spider-Man stuff out for whatever reason. So we'll see what happens with uh, with Craven and Madam Web. But I don't have good faith because I hate this Sony Sonyverse so far. I love the yeah. animated films as far as like you know um, into the Spider Verse, but this this like this spump whatever it's called spunk. <laughs> it's just it's not doing it for me personally. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Patrick. Let's get your thoughts. What do you think about this uh, this delay for Across the Spider-Verse? Oh, I don't think there's much more I can add on to what you guys have already said. I do think it makes a lot of sense, not necessarily because of like anything, because the animator stuff I think is definitely a given. When I found out that this was coming out this year, I was a little surprised because to me, I've always thought that animated films take quite a while to go into production, take a long time for it to be animated. And like we were saying, treat your workers well, make sure that they have a good schedule and all that time adds up. But I think it's mostly, be it could be in a lot of ways because they realize this is their most critically acclaimed property and they're not going to mess this up. Mm -hmm. Like Morbius, they, they're, they're getting some money, but critically they're getting panned. I think there's a lot to do with like, no, if we're going to put out this, we started with this level of quality. We're not going to dip below that. And maybe the crazy backlash to Morbius had something to do with that. Yeah. So uh, we'll, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll track what's going on. I'm sure there's been some, there's going to be some insider news as far as like what's happening with the movie and, uh, and you know, and how the uh, production is going. I for one, I uh, I'm right there with Josie. I'm I was super disappointed when I saw this because um, after after uh, the Batman, my next most anticipated comic book movie of the year. I think we did a show earlier a couple of months ago talking about the um you know the comic book slate for 2021, and now that slate is like just completely discombobulated now because uh, we had the we had the the Warner Brothers kind of delays. Uh, then we have, now we have, uh, you know, Across the Spider-Verse coming out next year. Next year, it looks like it's going to be, like, you know, fulfilling and fun. But uh, this year, now it's like, what do we have? We have Doctor Strange 2. We have, uh, you know, we have Thor 11 Thunder. I think we have, I think we still have Black Adam. Is that a thing anymore still? I think that's still, like, uh, December. Yeah, I think they're on reshoots right now. Yeah. I know someone on the set. I know Shazam. Oh, check you out. Okay, I know Shazam is coming <laughs> later on in the year, um, but I was looking forward to uh, Across the Spider Verse again and possibly getting another Oscar nomination. Depending, yeah, on how I it mean was. So, that yeah. first movie took so many years to make. I was yeah. so surprised that they had set a release date for the second one mm -hmm. so close. Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be last year, wasn't it? I think the release date, the official release date. Or was it like, no, I think early, it was supposed to be a couple of weeks ago, like last week or something for April. So, uh, yeah, a lot of things has been going on since it was first announced. I know they had, I know like way back, uh, way back when, when the movie was doing well, they announced like spinoffs for some of the characters too. 
I think for Spider Gwen. So I don't know where I don't know when we're getting that, but uh, I don't think it's happening anymore. But uh, you know, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I guess. Um, all right, let's go into our next topic for today, and that is regarding Netflix. Uh, I'll take it to you, Chris. What's going on there? Yeah, so Netflix recently was doing their quarterly reports and whatnot, and so they disclosed that they had lost over 200,000 subscribers, and they're, like, headed in the next quarter to lose 2 million. Uh, Now, it was, like, there was some caveats to that. One of them is they did shut down service in, like, Russia. Mm -hmm. So that accounted for, I think, like, 600,000. But he, uh, 700,000, and... But even then, U.S. alone, they they also like were losing six hundred thousand, and then that balanced out with gaining. And so this is all coming. This could like uh, be from a lot of factors, really. They've upped the prices. Mm-hmm. They've come out with a report saying that they're going to crack down on on password sharing. That there could even be penalties involved with that if they are able to catch you with that. And uh, the recurring thing that everyone says is the binging model killing them or is it just all the competition going on right now um yeah so initially when i saw this i was like um i, I was actually a little bit surprised and you never really hear of a service unless it's like what was that fucking cell phone one the uh the one that just Maybe died QB. Or... <laughs> oh, uh, QB. yeah that's like the only time when you really heard like an app just like completely falling off a cliff and stuff so you don't really hear you hear of like these kind of streaming services, like not gaining that much, but you rarely ever hear they're losing subscribers. So to hear that Netflix is losing subscribers, personally, I think, I think this is a good thing. I think the reason why I'm going to say it is because I like Netflix. I really do. I like the fact that all their stuff, depending on your TV is like 4k optimized. That's something that I absolutely hate about HBO max. They'll like, <laughs> I know it's a small thing, but they'll make like all of, okay, like the Batman, they'll put like 4K, they'll be at most. But then if I go and want to watch something else, it's like stuck at 720p and I hate it. So the thing about Netflix is that I like it. I like their interface and stuff and I like some of the content they have. I know there's this like running gag of like, you know, they have the worst movies, but they do have Oscar winners on there and, you know, they have a little couple of hidden gems. The issue that I have that I have with uh, Netflix is the fact that they just put out so much content and it's to the it's so bad to the point where like shows that you are excited to see return just get completely blindsided by the amount of content on it and then shows that some people end up really enjoying they just get like canceled because not enough people watch it well maybe if you didn't put it out with like 25 other things it wouldn't have bombed this hard like one of my favorite shows that's on there right that you know from the past couple of couple of months uh archive 81 was like a great horror show and that got canceled but i never remembered it you know remembered seeing like marketing for it and that's just the thing that happens with the netflix shows and you look at other streaming services like a uh, like an HBO Max or like Apple TV Plus, especially Apple TV Plus, when like they focus on like a few things at a time, and then you know a couple of months will go by, and then they'll put out like one or two more new things, and and it's always in the in like the greatest quality, 
Netflix just drops like a hundred different things. I think a couple of years ago, I think it was like two years ago, like before the pandemic, I saw a report that, oh, Netflix is producing 179 movies next year. I was like, what? Like, for what? <laughs> what do you need 175 movies for? Um, Even if you mix like genres like horror, action, animated and stuff, like, you know, 30, but like you need a, 179 movies. It's like that is insane. So I've, I'm sure that number only went up and stuff. And uh, I, I don't know. They'll have like shows that'll come out that'll like blow the roof off the entire world, like like Bridgerton and then like, you know, Squid Games. But then you have so much content to where a lot of your good stuff gets kind of lost. So um, I hope this means that they kind of buckle down and do what they used to do when they were on top of the world, when it came to streaming, as far as like a couple of gems in like one area, like remember back when they had Daredevil and Orange is the New Black and stuff like that and Glow, you know, I hope they do stuff like that again, but I don't know. Um, Let's go to you, Patrick. Uh, what did you think about seeing this kind of stat? I don't know. Well, here's the thing. I, I was a, an employee for Netflix. I did, oh. um, like their tech support stuff for the for the devices basically like if your PlayStation 4 has a certain app the Apple TV has a different app so you have to work within each one to figure out what to do it was very boring but through that throughout the entire thing i just feel like there's a level of arrogance that Netflix has about their platform that maybe getting the wind knocked out of them isn't such a bad thing I think there is a lot of concern. Like there's reports now that oh. sharing passwords is no longer going to be a thing and that they're testing out in certain areas, possibly giving you a different surcharge if you're sharing your password, depending on the location. Um, they just keep upping the prices and not really delivering on quality. They give you lots of content, but it's kind of like a golden crowd buffet. Like you only like the bourbon street chicken other than that. There's not, there's not much else that you really can enjoy you know they're not they're not putting out their best and at the same time they're they know that they're one of the biggest companies around so maybe losing some money can invite them to look back on what they're working on currently and maybe fix stuff yeah and just like you know just put effort into some of these you know some of these projects instead of just like don't green light everything yeah like agreed. Just, just start there yeah. If a guy, if a homeless man walks in and he goes, I got a series about my tooth, it's decaying. You don't want to green light that show. <laughs> Try, you know, the next one or give it a day. Try the next one. But usually they've got a green lit and they've already started the pilot, but they're going to cancel it in season two. Especially that's like, the other thing. They keep canceling seasons. Mm -hmm. It kills me too when, when some of these shows end with cliffhangers and then mm -hmm. like you gotta, I don't know. It's just, it's a really... It's really, really think frustrating. Of think of it as a consumer point of view. If you are excited for a series and Netflix has a, a pattern of not completing series, what makes you want to start one? Oh, yeah, I, 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 I agree. So, um, all right, let's go to you, Josie. What about you? Uh, Netflix losing 200,000 subs. Was that one of you? What'd you, what'd you what, what's up? <laughs> No, I'm still on the Netflix bandwagon. Not that I support them, but mm -hmm. um, for some reason, my price has never changed, and I wonder why that is. Really? I, what's the, like, 
I'm paying like I, I have think, the eight ninety nine one. I'm doing like fifteen. I think that's because I want the four. I got the, all the four K stuff. Yeah, I yeah. No, I have only one screen. <laughs> oh yeah, and I have and I have. I think I have four screens. Like my mom. My mom. How long have you had your account for, Josie? Oh, years. That might since, be why you might yeah, have been grandfathered into a price point. <laughs> you said grandfather. <laughs> Not that I know anything about the company. Bye. I was I was hoping uh, like uh, that would be my logic. Like, look at the senior citizen. Let's let's allow her her little eight ninety nine a month. <laughs> yeah, I I I I, I it, it's a it, it's a strange thing. I think I'm still doing. I think that I think that's the highest I'm paying for any of my streaming services. I think I have the base rate for uh, HBO Max, and then. Apple TV Plus is super cheap right now, and then uh, mm-hmm. Disney Plus is pretty cheap for what they have on there. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just hope um, it looks like they're going to lose a lot more. Like Chris, you said two million, right? Like that's nuts. So that's what they were aiming for next quarter, and that's insane. Yeah. So uh, I, no, honestly, it's just also the fact that they probably take so much money. Yeah out of other shows to make these big shows like apparently stranger things each episode is about oh, 30 million that. dollars for this next season the fuck is and that's wrong why with like it? what is that and also like around the time that shadow and bone got renewed they mm-hmm. canceled a whole bunch of other shows so it's just a problem with um organizing their funds yeah i don't know i don't understand um i don't understand i, I mean what did you say? Thirty-eight million dollars per episode. Like approximately thirty million estimate estimated for each episode. I think the Green season. Knight costs like ten million dollars to make. That's what people were saying that the Green Knight was like <laughs> ten to fifteen million. <laughs> like, what is going on? God, I know these. I mean, look at it. everything everywhere all at once with a VFX team and practical effects team of mm-hmm. only like five people. Yeah, I. I think it's uh, because I did see the report of like how these episodes too are like pretty long. The Duffer Brothers said like every episode is like over an hour, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe like I mean we heard them budgets for like Game of Thrones, but like listen, you're not in like the Castle Lands, you're in like Hawkins. What do you spend all that yeah, money but on? Yeah, this season, this season is going to be entirely in the Upside Down. That's true. With them damn creatures and shit. So I mean, this this <laughs> this season's about to be CGI heavy. So. Let's get ready for that. Uh, before we move on, Chris, did you have any other thoughts on this kind of what's been going on with Netflix as of late? No, not really. I, I just think well, they they're definitely starting to change because I think Stranger Things is a uh, is a two part, isn't it? So they're they're not going to drop the whole season one time. They're they're splitting it up into two pieces. Yeah. That might be their, I guess, answer to instead of binging is splitting up their bigger shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this season is two parts, and then the next one is the final one. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that it's, uh, I'm happy that it's kind of, that it's kind of wrapping up because these kids are like in college now or something. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, so I guess we'll see what happens over at the good folks at Netflix. Stay safe out there. Netflix. I don't know. I'm an HBO Max sympathizer, so that's where mm-hmm. my allegiance is. <laughs> where? Okay, so let me ask you these those questions. That's all about everyone dropping their rankings. I don't ask anyone to rank, but what is your personal favorite streaming service? Like a go-to if you had one right now that you can just dive into. What is that for you, Josie? Is that HBO Max? HBO Max. Really? Yeah, she's not like wrong. The, it's because, yeah, like, they're, they're good. Ahead. I remember mm-hmm. the launch and that was 
this is going to be the ultimate streaming service. <laughs> I remember that. Remember, remember when they, they might not have yeah, like as much quality as Netflix, mm-hmm. but like I don't know how to say it, but like content per quality, it's HBO Max. Like Netflix, you could scroll and see like movies you never heard of with actors you never heard mm-hmm. of, and just lowest budgets or whatever. But they're just dumped on there, and HBO Max is like it's like all stuff you recognize or that yeah, like actually felt like it was put time and effort in if that makes sense yeah um no like the other day real quick i had to look up some romantic comedies for an episode we're recording all of them were on hbo max made it so easy for me i guess what makes me not i think i guess the one thing that just gets me not to go the hbo max route is how many times I, i get like a notification about how something's leaving hbo max and I'm like, bro, like, how is that? Oh, yeah. I think that was the first thing that people started criticizing because I remember when they first launched, things were being taken a month after a launch. A month after. It was so weird to me. Um, Emma, specifically. I love Emma, the 2020 yeah, one yeah. by Autumn DeWild. They take it out. They take it off of HBO Max and then put it back consistently and constantly. And I'm like, just leave it there. <laughs> Stop making of, my life difficult. <laughs> and Birds of Prey have left HBO Max like four times or something. It's oh, yeah. so it's the weirdest thing. I mean, I think I think I think that's because that's the app I'm on less, which is like I don't know why. It's just something unless it's like a show that I'm really into, like I'm really not on HBO Max. Partially because of all those movies that they really have I own on on like yeah. physical media and I'm a physical media first kind of guy. So the app that I think is the most like underrated for me is definitely Apple TV Plus. I just think they just all these shows production quality is like actual films. I know the MCU likes to say, "Oh yeah, like that Apple are, money." Like yeah, I know the MCU shows are like. Besides like the the Mandalorian, the other shows still feel very like there's like like for sake in Moon Knight, there's just some stuff in Moon Knight that just looks a little a little low budget but the apple uh, tv yeah i don't know what happened <laughs> yeah, i don't know what happened <laughs> to this. Is, we'll get into that some of this shit i'm like what's up <laughs> but like the apple tv there's not there hasn't been one show where i'm like man the production quality is like the production qualities for their shows are like top tier right out of the cinema kind of technology that they're using it, it'll be like for the show that you rarely even hear about too that still looks fantastic and they look great on a tv um it's full screen it just like all their shows look so good and um i just got finished with severance which is probably going to be my favorite show Um, of the year by the time it's done that show was so fucking good and that's on apple tv plus and i just yeah i think that's that's the most underrated right now but they're coming don't sleep on apple tv plus uh pat where where are you as far as the streaming wars right now what has your your wallet per se oh do you hear that train coming the the hbo max train because I'm, I'm hopping aboard that one <laughs> ain't nobody said disney plus too ain't that some shit what about you chris where are you at same thing okay yeah. you know what fine i'll do something different if you want to in the on the caboose <laughs> is peacock i'm into peacock. really wow that's weirdly a, enough law and order i can binge that law and order <laughs> real housewives i can binge I that it. stuff I think I think Paramount I think Paramount Plus just like it needs some uh it's getting there but like it's not really there yet but had it for a moment I did the yeah. free trial just for iCarly so did I and I was like eh, I'm out of here <laughs> so yeah I did the same thing and I was like, mm, you know um Peacock I, I haven't touched Peacock I only do Peacock for the WWE stuff for the pay per views and whatnot but that's that's pretty much it 
Um, there hasn't been like a show that I don't think I've ever watched on Peacock where I'm like, oh yeah. Um, so Chris, your HBO Max as well. What's up with this HBO? Max? Yeah, what is I think this? so. <laughs> What's the mess? Um, it's the superior content. <laughs> no, but like my top three that I always bounce back are definitely Apple TV Plus, mm-hmm. HBO Max, and Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime's because like yeah, they have. I wish I could quit Prime, but I mean they have Fleabag, so they already yeah. have me. I don't like their interface. Leash, unfortunately, um, I think best interface is still for me Netflix. I know it's a lot, but I think that's their yeah. best. I think that's the best interface. Yeah. Um, I, Amazon Prime's interface is messy. Hulu is like, yeah, hate, fuck me. Yeah, I hate gotta... Hulu's and Amazon's. That's literally the two <laughs> I was thinking in my head. That was but the HBO Max has Studio Ghibli. <laughs> yeah, HBO Max is good interface. Hulu's interface is like a, you gotta, it's just too much stuff on up in there. Hulu, Hulu overwhelms me. Yeah, it's too much stuff. I'd be trying to find something on Hulu, like, yeah, it's the time. And then I'm like, oh, fuck. I love how this a news episode has turned into America's next top model with streaming services. <laughs> uh, I think Disney Plus's interface is just boring. Like, do something. You're Disney. What is this shit? Like, just, I don't know. It's but I hate boring. that I have the year subscription to them because I know that I'm going to have to cover stuff from them and I'd rather save some yeah. money. But also, why <laughs> am I paying the how, yearly subscription yeah. for Disney Plus? Yeah. So. It's crazy how easily they were able to skyrocket with what I think is like such little content. Yeah, and it's 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 mostly because they have these like non MCU did Star Wars stuff, but they don't promote it at all. Like, I there was a show that they like did the trailer on before something came on. It was like better Nate than ever. I was like, what is this? Yeah. And then they have some other show about some something about these kids time travel. I don't know. And I was like, what? Um, their their that app is strictly nostalgia. Is like yeah. come watch all your old Disney cartoons. Come watch all your Disney Channel nostalgia shit. You know, um, come watch some Zack and Cody and and get your life. Come <laughs> watch some uh, come come watch you know some some double teamed and like you know you know um some of those Disney Channel shows, the Cheetah Girls and all that shit, and get your life and Marvel. That that's it. <laughs> but like as far as like new stuff, it's like unless it's like Marvel and Star Wars, like that's it. So. Um, I don't really go to them for new stuff at all, unless it's like the MCU and Star Wars, of course. So maybe we'll, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. But um, all right, the next topic, next topic that we have is this next episode of Moon Knight, episode four. Josie, take it away. Yes. So <laughs> we just had episode four, which is the final episode that um was given as a screener mm-hmm. to the critics so now people like me are in the dark with everything coming up same, next same what's up Marvel? but Ten, five, and six. episode four was titled the tomb and it follows stephen grant and layla as they attempt to infiltrate the tomb of amit and stop her dangerous follower arthur harrow from resurrecting her all without mark's avatar powers to protect them now that Konshu has been sealed away by the other gods a lot of stuff happened. Um, this oh, is shit. actually my favorite episode, and it's the reason I started liking the series because I was not liking it before <laughs> this one. Yeah. Oh, really? Interesting. No, I've heard yeah, that. Yeah, I've, I, I've was... kept quiet because I didn't want to <laughs> ruffle any feathers, but I was not vibing with Moon Knight, and I kind of felt in the dark because I saw everyone loving it. Here's the thing what I'll then... say with that is the fact <laughs> that I. Okay, so. 
I, I was able to watch episode one through four, right? But I watched it after a lot of critics were already have already given their reaction. I got like I got it really Same. late. I got it late. <laughs> I got it late. So all I saw was this is the most different MCU ever that we've seen. It's the darkest. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay. Same. All right, cool. And then I and, went in and I was like, what are y'all seeing? <laughs> yeah, I'm hearing like, oh, it's the most bloodiest MC. It's the, it's the bloodiest superhero content you ever. And I said, wow. Like, okay, Marvel. <laughs> then you got like, <laughs> then you got Feige like out here like, oh, yo, we went really dark with this show, man. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> this is crazy. And then I turn it on and I see this this lovable Steven is like skipping to the museum and, and I'm like, this is dark. I was like, what y'all talking about? Like then like, you know, the, 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 the first episode, the way it ends, it's awesome. You know, with the suit change and you know, him dragging up, fucking jackal back into the bathroom. Like, all oh, that's cool. Which looked really it looked rough. Interesting. <laughs> It'll say how it is. It looked, it looks, the show was looking rough. I don't know what's up. And, the the directing they spent is not all their budget on the locations. The, the yeah the, the the directing is not bad. It's some of the better directing in the MCU, but the the CG is like I don't know. It it's it's a uh, it's looking a little funky and stuff. And um, the show to me has been so far four what are we four episodes in. Uh, the show has been a height to me. Like it hasn't been like this this like new staple into the MCU or like it's apparently if you thought this was dark boy do I got some of the Marvel shows for you like as far as the Netflix <laughs> ones because this is like still very tamed it's like they're so afraid to go that kind of route yeah. and I really feel like this is what we're gonna get with the like blades of the world and all that stuff this is this is where they're gonna go because they show a few little blood splatters but you know, Moon Knight's barely in action in the show. I think he, I think he's had like one kind of fight scene, and then you know he's running yeah, away. I remember, I remember what bothered me at the beginning was that first episode where they kept using the personality switch yeah. to not allow us to see that violence. Like they would just that show was... him later with a bunch of bodies and blood, and yeah. it's like, and okay, people... cool, but you just skipped a whole lot of steps. People were <laughs> raving with that part too, like, oh, look at all the blood, and I'm like, you didn't show anything, man. Like you're gonna have to do a little bit. Listen, I'm not someone who thinks R-rated is the best way to go. Like you know, there's like geeks who are like, oh, you know, the Batman should have been R-rated because we want to see the violence, all that stuff. The Batman was probably one of the most violent PG-13 movies that I've seen in a while. Oh, yeah. You know, they handled it super well for a PG thirteen film. A hundred percent. So I, I, I. So going into this, I, I wasn't expecting Marvel to go there. I just, I'm not. You know, when it when it comes to like nowadays with the MCU, I know what I'm gonna get. So I'm not really ever surprised. Like people who are expecting these this massive thing to happen in five and six. I'm like, man, I've been burned, man. This WandaVision and this like stuff. Like, I know the show's gonna end super like discombobulated, probably with the sixth episode, and things are gonna be unexplained. Like, how do you explain this? What just happened in this fourth episode? Yeah. It's like it's crazy stuff. You got a hippo. What what's happening here? You know? Um, <laughs> I like the episode, but the show as a whole. Um, it's all right to me. Like it's not bad or anything. It's just it's all right. And I think it, the show is still falling to what it 
to what these MCU shows kind of fall to and the fact that you have six episodes to do things and it feels it does not feel cohesive as a series like when I actually watch a series and then I watch like an MCU series I'm like oh bro like what what didn't you have you didn't have a writer's room or something something's not really clicking and the same happened with Hawkeye I thought Hawkeye was atrocious as a show but um <laughs> it's not Moon Knight is not as bad as Hawkeye I don't even think it's bad it's like probably like my third as far as like a ranking of the MCU shows like it's it's okay but it ain't a masterpiece at least for me so uh I don't know um let's get thoughts on the episode four uh Patrick did you watch it yet have you been watching yeah, I think I was in the same group that you guys were in as far as getting the uh, screener. So I've been caught up to season four for a couple weeks now. Mm-hmm. I think that it's it's a twist that makes me very excited, but there's only six episodes, right? So we've got two episodes left. Yeah. It's, it's short, like, to be honest. like I, I do wish that we had a lot more time with these characters. I don't know how long they're planning on making the episodes, but I doubt they'll be like two-hour epics for each one. Yeah, it, it, it's super strange too because um, I was talking. To, I think I was talking to Hannah yesterday about the show, and I'm like, we have two. I'm like, you if they they gotta introduce this fucking Jake in the next episode because you gotta introduce if you don't introduce him in episode no. five, you gotta introduce him in episode six, in the finale. Mm-hmm. I guess I like the personalities. The the accent it threw me. Like the British accent threw me for like a good episode where I was like, I don't know if I can get on board mm-hmm. with this. This is intense. Yeah. It, but it might just be because you're so used to what Oscar Isaac sounds like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I and I love the Egypt Egyptology stuff. Like I grew up reading the Goosebumps Mummy series and like Brendan Fraser's Mummy is incredible. So anything that's like delving more into that, I I'm always interested in. But I agree. There's a lot of visual effects problems. Um, the story is like just now really clicked in, but it's we've got two episodes left. So part of you wonders if you know the the amount of time is going to pay off for it. It's kind of did, did WandaVision have this similar feeling where it's like I don't know where this is going, you know? But and we're kind of really far into this now. I I definitely felt WandaVision had a better direction i haven't had this problem with a show until now with marvel i always felt like there was a direction Mm -hmm. but with this one it just feels so aimless and it feels like the first four like the first three episodes were leading us to episode four yeah Yeah. you're just running to places just run to this place now run to this place yeah and i think this is a lot i think um like I like I, I was I was saying this last week. I was like, you know, I still wanted to learn more about the character. I feel like we still don't know much about Moon Knight. The show's called Moon Knight, but I feel like it should have been called I don't know Indiana Jones. I don't. It just feels like okay. I'm I'm glad I'm not alone. It just yeah. It just feels like it's not really about Moon Knight. It's more about the Egyptian gods and the scarab and Amit and this and and that and a hippo now. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, Chris, how, how about you? Episode four, what do you think? How are you feeling about yeah, the so show? There was a weird situation that happened with the screeners for the critics. I know this might not matter to the general audience, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> I was panicking too because I was hearing it, you know, all, all my fellow 
um, you know, movie fans were like, they're raving and talking about it. And I'm like, I, I usually get the email. I usually get the, the update from Disney saying, hey, you got access to it. Check it yeah. out until this day. And so I randomly like just stumbled, just logged into the screener account and it was there uh, without like us knowing. So like I bet all of you guys had it and you just didn't know because they didn't send you an email. Yeah. And then that's why they like blasted it two more times after <laughs> that because they hadn't told critics uh some critics about it yeah i got it i got it like i think i think i got it like three days before the premiere like about like three or three or four days before the premiere it was like a random saturday so so the funny thing with mine is that i got an email that i wasn't given access to the screen so i was like okay (laughs) yeah so then i remember i tweeted about it because i was so sad and then like two hours later hello you have screeners i'm like (laughs) oh god they saw the tweet they said fuck under the fucking screeners um but uh who did yes <laughs> so uh, obviously you know if you have a screener and you live with someone else like i live with my girlfriend um you watch them together you know and, and all that and this was the first mcu show that she just she didn't like she was not on board she was struggling to like stay awake through the episodes or find interest in them wow. and um, my people she did yeah she did get a little intrigued with the ending for episode four but she just felt exactly. like uh, I hate like that it, it took us that long to be yeah. interested. And so like that's why when I reviewed it, I was like, I do like this, but I, I do wonder if everyone else will. I don't know if they're like on board for how all all the switching and personalities and stuff that they're doing, because I think it's different when you binge all four of them at once and you see where it's leading towards yeah. to where the people are waiting week to week that maybe like the payoff is good enough for them, if, if that makes sense. Because yeah. it, it did feel weird, like to where it to where it ended up and where it left off, and knowing now there's just two episodes left to wrap up what we just saw. Introduce Jake Lockley, have a big uh, villain finale, and this is also supposed to be a limited series, so there's no season two. They 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 sent it to Emmys for as a limited series, so they mm-hmm. don't have a plan to make another season. If Moon Knight comes back, it'll be in a movie or in a collaborative, you know, like Midnight Suns type show, I guess. Um, so with that, like. The thing that's really driving it for me and I'm, I'm loving so much is just Oscar Isaac's performance. Yeah. Like, even, like, the scream at the end of this oh, episode. Oh, the double, like, one of them is high-pitched. Yeah. <laughs> and even if you look at the face of Oscar Isaac, he does this thing with his eyebrows that just lets you know who's who's Mark and who's Steve. It's like, I, I don't know. It, it's just something he's I appreciate. He's an actor. Watching. Yeah, he's an actor. <laughs> he does it so good. But... Yeah, so I like it. I just, I don't know. I, I also do feel the Disneyfication of it where it's not as violent or like as graphic not as the I would Disney-fication, think. Not the Disneyfication. But like, I remember like people like were like stretching, like I think it was two weeks ago maybe mm-hmm. when like they dropped like their first F-bomb on a Disney Plus series. And it was just like when he was smashing the the mirror talking to, to Steve and people were like freaking out and going crazy about it. And I'm just like, Man, like it, it just makes you yearn for the Daredevil Punisher days. It's it, he's, he's he's had the f bomb. Yeah, he he says it like really quick, like so tiny. He's like, shut the well, fuck I up. I don't remember. <laughs> exactly. No, nobody, no, nobody caught it until they had to put it on. Twitter. I think what's bad for me too is that I am watching the uh, Netflix Marvel, and I said, man, we didn't know how good we had it back in the day, man, because. Like these shows, they feel like television. They don't feel like just movies spliced up into six parts. They feel like television. They feel like they have a direction. Even the I haven't gotten into like the I know there's not it's not all perfect over there. Like there was some 
not so great stuff. Like when I got into the second half of Luke Cage season one, I'm like, oh fuck. But like, yeah. you know, but like Daredevil season one and two, and then like Jessica Jones season one. It's just like some of the most tight writing that you'll ever see from Marvel in general. And then you get just, just get a sense of Shield season one actually just, like had yeah. me hooked. Yeah, it's just it's just something about these these shows for me is just not really. And um, I th- I find it really interesting that your girlfriend didn't like it, um, uh, Chris, because my mom hates this show. She, <laughs> she, I asked, her, I get all excited when I like hit her up, and I'm like, "Hey, you watch Moon Knight?" Because I'm thinking she's gonna like like it eventually. And she's like, mm, "No, I haven't caught up to it yet." She's, I think she stopped at episode two, because I was like, "What do you think?" Yeah. I was so excited because episode one, I think it's a pretty good pilot. You know, it's exciting the way it ends and. The yeah. whole, you know, Oscar Isaac is great with the mirroring and stuff like that. As far as like, you know, um, let me, uh, let me take over at the, you know, when he's like telling Stephen, like, shut the fuck up, I'll save it, I'll save us. That shit's all great. So when I hit up my mom, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, episode one. It's like, mom, what you think? She's like, mm. I was like, what happened? You know, and she's like, it's it. She she said the the voice of Conchu reminded her of Venom. Which she like, which she hates. I've seen a lot of people complain over the voice of Conchu. Yeah, because it was so unserious, you know. When yeah. when you hear about this show, and like I said, I I had like four weeks of critics telling me like this is the darkest, this is the most unique. But then Conchu was like, he's quipping, and I'm like, yep, there it is. You know, I just feel like <laughs> Conchu shouldn't be quipping. He should be like angry. No, I, like, I, I don't know. The first time I vibed with Conchu was in episode three when he says, I remember every night. And I'm like, I wish we had gotten that energy yeah, from the beginning because this is clearly someone that knows so much, so mystical. He feels like a god in that yeah. moment with that line. And I'm like, I wish we had that. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. So, um, I, I mean, we'll see what happens uh, with, with five and six. And we'll go from there, but um, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I hope they nail it. I think that's what the Disney Plus series always like fumble on is the ending, is the cramming of it, everything at the end, and whether it feels satisfying or not. Like to you guys, which MCU show has had the most satisfying finale? Finale uh, for me, probably Loki. Yeah, I think it was straightforward, straight to the point. Uh, he who remains, which is Kang, explained to you what would happen if you do whatever she killed him you saw like the epic purport like the epic as far as like like these people in the mcu are fucked when it comes to like you know the multiverse kind of splitting and the time splitting and the 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 way it ends to the statue of kang and stuff like that and and mobius like who are you to loki i think all that stuff stayed with me wandavision is still my favorite show because i thought from start to finish it was the most like like episodic kind of oh my god this is getting crazier and crazy and crazy but the finale for me kind of fumbled because i remember going into it the week before i was like dude they got 45 minutes to explain like 25 (laughs) plot points i was like i was like i that's one of the reasons why i'm i i've said it on the on the uh cinemania live show I'm, i'm a little nervous with dr strange multiverse of madness a little bit just because like i saw the runtime and i'm like we gotta do a lot in this movie, it seems like I and the last time that happened with WandaVision, um, it that finale was messy and it was like Ralph, oh fuck me. But it was like, you know, I, <laughs> you know, I, I so I think for me the most tight kind of straightforward ending of a series were for me was like Loki. Um what is yours, Pat? 
I think mine was Hawkeye, to be honest. Is that cheesy? Mm -hmm. really? I just loved it so much. It was so cute. Um, and <laughs> it, just, it wrapped up in a very satisfying way. Yeah. I'm sure you say what you want about Kingpin. That was, if it was a silly <laughs> way for him to go out, you know, Bane style from Dark Knight Rises. But I think, I don't know. And it might just because I, I watched Better Call Saul this week that I was like, ah, oh, Tony Dalton. Love that. <laughs> so when you talked about finales, I was like, yeah, that was pretty fun. All right, what about you? Uh, what about you, Josie? Favorite finale, I guess. That was a good question, Chris. I'm on the same page as you, Dwayne. Oh. Uh, WandaVision is my favorite show, but um, Jonathan Majors really <laughs> sells you that finale. Yeah, I agree. I thought that finale is great. I, I, I want to rewatch all that before we get into Multiverse of Madness. Chris, you posed the question. What about you as far as like finale goes? No, yeah, I, I agree. It was it was also Loki. Uh, like I, I'm going back to these shows and thinking about like each thing that I felt like didn't work for me. And, and yeah, like I, I agree. Like Wandavision to me, is still like we have. I feel like we still have not been able to replicate the hype no. that Wandavision had every episode mm -hmm. on. Like I don't know if you guys remember just being online the day episodes would drop. You could always see someone talking about it. It was theorizing. crazy. It That's the only wild. show I stayed up for. It's same and, here. Exactly. I, I feel like people don't even stay up now for, for the new shows or something. I don't know if it was just because we didn't have that much Marvel yeah. or the pandemic. We were in a drought and it was like the first show. So it was exciting to see what it would look like. But it was also kind of like that finale also just killed the hype for, for the other shows. Where it's like, oh, we got to we gotta tame our expectations for these shows. They're not going to always go wild and crazy and mm -hmm. not just like for mephisto reasons but like the ralph boner situation and and whatnot people really like i guess change from there because like i don't see that many people staying up to watch like these shows now yeah they you can definitely like see it on up. twitter like when i wake up and i go I, for one of the first things i do is just scroll my phone and even when i go when i wake up during a new episode of like a marvel show dropping it's not the same you see a few tweets and like a few people yeah. dropping their reviews but like it's not the same to like when WandaVision, it was like Dude, Wanda I woke up everywhere. to a plethora of thoughts and spoilers <laughs> and shit like that when, when I woke up. And oh. now it's like, listen, and for me, um, episode five, am I staying up for next week? No, I'm probably going to watch it like when I get to work or something. Like, you know, I'll watch it, <laughs> you know, like, but I'm not going to, no, I'm not staying up to 3 a.m. WandaVision, I was up at 2.45 getting ready, getting on my, you know, you know, making coffee and I was up watching WandaVision. So I think they I think I think going forward they're gonna try to replicate that and just keep putting surprises in at the end of these episodes, like what they did for Kingpin, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. And even like He Who Remains. So I but I think you can't do you can't bank on that every single series. So you have to get more creative, you know? So we'll see what happens. All right. Let's go into our last topic of the day, which I will go to Patrick for Involving Ezra yeah. Miller. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> everyone, what, what do we do about Ezra Miller? What do we do about the, As far as I'm concerned, this guy is a knucklehead, right? <laughs> He's been acting like a bit of a rascal lately. And I think being that The Flash has been delayed already and that there's all kinds of stuff going on with Warner Brothers behind the scenes, um, they have a history of getting rid of people that, you know, have have maybe history or even not history Johnny Depp justice for Johnny Depp about you know whatever they're doing and now Ezra seems to just be like a repeat offender now is this a, a cry for help is this an art piece 
has he has he gone into a different multiverse and now evil Ezra's here and he's just <laughs> messing stuff up? Evil Ezra. <laughs> what do we do about Ezra Miller? Um, yeah. So Ezra Miller was arrested again, and I think the question kind of posed to the fact of what does Warner Brothers do as far as like what's going on with Ezra? Um, I personally think it's time to recast and just kind of cut ties. Um, Fantastic Beasts, if you're not a box office person, it did not do well this weekend. Uh, and quite frank, I think I think it's gonna it's gonna plummet this weekend as far as percentage goes in the box office. So there's no point, at least for me, to rush a new film. Um, you can do, you can still do one. I like, don't make a profit of some sort. Like you can do one. But this, to me, there's no rush to do one. So when I look at like what projects are Ezra Miller is Ezra Miller in, and I look at okay, the Flash and Fantastic Beasts franchise, and you've already delayed the Flash a kajillion times, and you delayed it again <laughs> for that it's coming out next year. I know most of it is shot. Poor Anthony Muschietti, though. Like, holy smokes. And everyone else in that Poor anybody that was attached to that film. Yeah, like, that movie has just been so cursed. It's the cursed child, like, literally. (laughs) Um, So I think it's just, I think it's, and I know people were like, you know, we we have to get them help, and we have to see what's going on with them, but... Um, I think it. I, I I can only defend abusers for so long, you know, and uh, I can only kind of. What else can you do? Like, well, here's the thing. Like, this isn't necessarily. Maybe it's conducive to. Maybe he he has like some type of substance abuse issue or something. Yeah. But like substance abuse issues, alcohol issues, uh, things that aren't violent there are there are ways to treat right without having to like remove them from set but at this point Ezra Miller's kind of a dangerous person and yeah. i don't think he could ever be invited to the oscars so why should he why should he be in these situations where you know he could potentially cause violence again or yeah. snap or or what have you i think he needs to be able to get some rehabilitation and as far as the business side, Warner Brothers, they they are going to need to recast. Whether that means that they're going to scrap the Flash, I don't think so. It, it might just end with a flip reversal, and uh, or maybe he dies in the end. They can mm-hmm. call him in to do reshoots or something. But it, it, yeah, it, at this point, he's he's acting out in a way that's like maybe we shouldn't keep giving him attention and maybe take away some stuff. Yeah, I just think it's I think it's time. I think it's been time. I think this is happening way too much where, um, you know, they're getting a pass for the behavior. So I think it's, I definitely think it's time to do a nice little recast. Discovery already wants to blow this thing up as far as like the DC EU. So just do it and just, hey, listen, we ain't doing this Flash movie anymore or something. I don't know. Um, so I, I, I don't know. So I don't know what to do. I'm not an executive at Warner Media or Discovery. I'm sure they're probably having discussions on what to do. Um, I'm sure they're having the same kind of discussion that we're all having as far as like, dude, what's going on with this fella? So uh, let's go to you, Josie. Um, your thoughts on all this Ezra Miller stuff. It's been months since I remember a while ago they had an incident where 
someone reported that they choked a fan or something. And from that moment, I was like, okay, I don't care for this person. But then mm-hmm. they kept coming back. People kept giving them attention. And then, like, they keep doing, inc- like, having these incidents in Hawaii. And nothing happens. And I'm like, okay, cool. Stop. <laughs> Stop giving them attention. Stop giving them roles. Um more than just a slap on the hand. I mean, look at all the fuss that people made over Will Smith at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. There's clearly something going on here and it needs to be addressed. Get that person out of Hawaii. They have enough problems <laughs> as is. They're, and get them some help. Somebody uh somebody was like, "Listen, what does Ezra have over Warner Brothers? Like they're just like not <laughs> they're, yeah. just, they're Honestly. not Honestly, they're not touching them at all as far as like consequences uh especially the choking the woman thing oh my god it was like it was like the matrix yeah. it was so weird so the video goes viral people are it's trending right and i think like um like two weeks later was like dc fandom and ezra was there just quipping and like nothing happened and i said did did that happen in like an alternate universe or something like I know, that? Like, I felt like I was in the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I was like, I, I just that. watched you. Like, I just watched you like RKO a woman on on like a, a camera. What? Oh man, I was so confused. So, uh, Chris, how about you, man? Where? Where? I saw your video on it. Where? Where are you at this oh, right thanks, now? Thanks, man. Uh, you you. I don't know if you guys remember the story. Whenever Ezra said where he was when he found out he got the role of the flash and i was like he said he was like had a like on top of a mountain in a prayer circle at some cult or something and i was thinking like that's this is what that's interesting and then just like yeah i know it was literally something like that he was like in ibiza in a circle doing like some weird ritual or whatnot when he found out and i just remember hearing that story like this is an interesting person and then the more that gets unraveled about Ezra, it's just it's just kind of wild because they definitely seem to need help. Like there's there's even one video that no one is really talking about that TMZ posted after his first arrest mm-hmm. in Hawaii, where he's literally trying to walk into like a club in in LA or something like that, and like the woman who works there is just pushing him out the door, and he's just continuing to try to enter the bar, and she's like pushing him and pushing him, and it's and and that came out and it just got lost into the in in all the other stuff that's been going on with Ezra. So this is just the stuff that where he gets caught, where like he actually gets arrested. Mm, he, yeah. It actually makes news and headlines. Like I feel like there's so many other instances that just get swept under the rug because of, you know, people don't want to bother with the police or maybe they actually kick them out of the bar and whatnot. Um it's always hard to say to to tell Warner Brothers to like do something about it because it's like well, Warner Brothers is like a company. They're not his parent or, mm. or their guardian. But at the same time, like just ignoring it and not doing a single thing when when like this is the face of your multi-million dollar movie is just so weird. How how like when this film gets released, they're gonna do interviews, they're gonna do trailers and whatnot. How do you market this film now? Like everyone was afraid when the flash was getting made that they were gonna focus on Michael Keaton Batman or Supergirl mm-hmm. over someone who was a flash. And I'm like, that's their only option now when they make another trailer for this movie is focus on Batman and Supergirl and then tease the flash or whatnot in his own movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know. I just, I, all I do know is, is that 
I, I think you're right as far as like Warner Brothers is not responsible, but like we've seen so many things of just That's directors of whoever, you know, or actors that are just out of pocket with things. And then, you know, the studio would like come out and just like, you know, we don't condone, like even a message like that, like we don't condone the actions of Ezra Miller and stuff like that, you know, like it's just, it's just, it, especially, it'll be one thing if like he's a, like if, like if, like if they're supporting actor in like a film like a one-off film like say they were in like i don't know like the matrix movie and they had a part so they have a part they and should then, have been on death on the nile that's the cast of rejects oh my god can you imagine <laughs> like it, but like even when the fantastic beasts uh secrets of dumbledore marketing was out like they barely showed ezra too so like they're aware like they're not like they like, clearly they're aware of like like what's happening with Ezra Miller. I think they had like a Q and a as well for the cast a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, and, and Ezra was not there as well. So I think they, they're clearly, they know that there's heat, you know, as far as like all of that. So like, you have to say something, especially when they're the, the face of like your reboot of the DCEU. Uh, it's just, it's reading super weird, you know? So I don't know. Uh, we'll see, but yeah, I think that's it, everyone, for today's show. I uh, really appreciate you guys all for listening, and uh, you know, and uh, you know, sending in your questions. I'll oh, speak in questions. I guess I should answer. Should uh, we should answer one at least? Um, if you want to send us a question, it's six one seven five zero six three four zero nine. And this person here says, I'll just go right off the top on Skype. This person here says. Uh, what are your excitement levels for uh, Multiverse of Madness? Do you think it will hold up to how good No Way Home or even the Batman was? <laughs> That's been like the most annoying question to me that my friend always asks me ever since No Way Home. Is, <laughs> I'll watch a movie, whether it's Everything Everywhere Always, the Batman, and I'm like, dude, this movie's good. You got to go watch it. Is it better? First than... thing out of their mouth. <laughs> yeah. Better than No Way Home? Better than No Way Home? I'm like, shut the <laughs> um it's just funny how that's like universal around yeah i don't i i don't know i'm excited for it well like i said the only thing i'm nervous about is that runtime as far as like like i think i said i said last week if this was doc straight up doctor strange 2 like the sequel to the first movie and had nothing to do with multiverse nothing to do with wanda nothing to do with like the illuminati they showed in the trailer nothing to do with anything like that then I'd be like, oh, two hours and six minutes is like solid. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's just a, it's just a standalone MCU movie with like, you know, similar to like Captain Marvel, like Spider Man Homecoming and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all for this kind of runtime. But the fact that they have all that stuff going on with it, the new characters, as far as like America Chavez, the multiverse, Illuminati's there, Patrick Stewart, um. Doctor Strange going to different different kind of universes and stuff like that. Mordo's there. Um, Wanda's kids. Wanda the baddie. I don't know. I think this, I think it's a lot for two for two hours. Especially they're gonna have a post credit scene. So this movie's probably is most likely less than two hours. So I don't think it's a bad thing to have a short movie. I just think it's I just, I'm just afraid of it being messy with how much they have to do. So uh, that's my only thing. But I am excited for the movie. It's it's like Same. right around the corner so where are you guys at patrick how are you feeling about multiverse of madness it's coming out soon oh i'm really excited for it um i haven't heard a lot of stuff about this film which gets me excited because most of the time i get 
I end up seeing spoilers yeah, one way yeah, or another. Definitely. I usually yeah, am not definitely. too bent out of shape about it. But when it comes to a point where it's like, oh, it's only a couple weeks away and I still don't really know the majority of stuff other than, you know, a trailer, that's got me pretty stoked for this. Um, I I think Sam Raimi is one of the best horror directors that's ever, you know, been born into this earth. So I, I'm ready to see what he does with another Marvel property, whether he'll be able to do more Marvel properties in the future. Uh, yeah, we'll have to see, but let's, let's, let's do this. I'm into the multiverse. <laughs> and uh, Josie, where are you at for multiverse of madness? Um, I'm excited. I RSVP for that screening so fast. All same girl. I Faster go. than the flash. <laughs> Ezra Miller. When is Watch yours out. by the way? Uh, May second. You, you smacked that RSVP oh, button so hard. Yeah, I'm so lucky. <laughs> I'm so sorry. May I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> no, uh, my screening is May second. Oh, same. Wait, is that that that's the Monday, right? That's why we haven't heard anything. Uh, I think everyone is seeing it the same day on May second. Yeah, like I think the premiere is on May second. The screenings are on May second. Um, mm-hmm. Listen, the thing about that is that, oh man, I don't know how it is. I don't know how it is for you guys when you guys go to like screenings. But listen, when I went to No Way Home, and you know, like, you know, when there's Marvel movies that are going to be like eventful, the event ones, they're your first, ex- your first experience. You're just, you're, that's what you have. You have your first experience seeing a movie, right? So, No Way Home, I'm in a theater. Daredevil <laughs> comes out of nowhere. And me and Alex go nuts. We're like, ah, ah. my my screening. They were so boring. They were old oh, men. They were like old men. They were just like, oh, you know? And I'm like, yo, this is fucking Matt Murdock. What is Alex and I going crazy? Andrew Garfield comes up. Alex and I are just going nuts. And then these, oh, so interesting. I hear notes. I hear notes taken. I'm like, what the fuck is going? So I was like, I'm never doing a screening again for these like big event Marvel movies. I gotta be with the audience like the first time because then I saw No Way Home like that Thursday night, and it was fucking incredible. The audience reactions to everything, yeah. especially when I know when something's coming up. Like when Matt was coming, like my heart's racing. I'm like, oh, here comes Matt. Like, who's gonna scream? My theater like erupted. Then when, um, you know, Andrew, all the other surprises come up, my theater erupts as well. And it was so satisfying. I was like, man, I'm not doing the screening again. But I'm like, I don't want to be spoiled. I don't want to wait till Thursday and be spoiled for anything. So that's why I'm like, damn, I really just want to go that Monday and if see. If you get spoiled before Thursday, that's bad journalism. But we already know that exists. Yeah. <laughs> we can say the name. It's not Voldemort. <laughs> Though it starts with a V. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, I um <laughs> yeah, so that that's that's my dilemma. I'm like, damn, I, I wanna see it early so I I don't get spoiled of what happens, but I don't wanna be my first experience with this movie be we like a boring eighty nine year old critics who just hate these movies anyway, you know, who just don't care I about mean, any of this stuff. I was so amused because for Eternals I was not surrounded by like old people. There was a fair amount of like good variety in terms of ages and backgrounds. Yeah. But everyone was quiet until surprisingly the post credit scene where Harry Styles comes out. And I'm like, really? This is what gets you guys going? <laughs> yeah. Well, every, my screening for Everything Everywhere was like great because like that was kind of mixed. But these Marvel ones, it's just like 
it's like 15 boring critics who are just like uh, new Marvel movies out you know you know you know how they, you know how it is so they just I don't know how I I don't know what I'm gonna do yet so I do have my tickets for Thursday in IMAX but I don't know what I'm gonna do yet so uh we'll see um Chris how about you multiverse of madness where are you at Oh, super excited. Like with No Way Home, yeah, I think a lot of stuff got ruined for us ahead of time. And for this one, I think like the only thing that was like close to being like a big ruin is like that concept art that leaked with like Doctor Strange and Patrick Stewart. But then they eventually just flat out put that in the trailers. And it's like, whoa, so if they're willing to put that out, what else is happening in this movie? What else is going to be going down? So it's just that excitement uh, to see what's going. I think I'm also just excited to see the repercussions of it. Like what is what is this going to mean for the future? You know, Death. the MCU, like what's, what, <laughs> what's going to be set up or what's going to change and, yeah. and, and, and whatnot. And ho- I'm hoping Sam would come back for like another Dr. Strange and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm really pumped for it, but I also just want to try and tame expectations. Yeah, I agree. I'm, 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 I'm going back to how I was with WandaVision, the finale. I'm just going to tame everything <laughs> and we'll see what happens. Uh, everyone who's like predicting, like I don't know, like Daredevil, Ben Affleck, just let's calm down. Yeah, I don't know. Like that's <laughs> it's not happening. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but all right, everyone, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys all for listening. As always, I'll go around get everyone social medias. I will start with you, Patrick. Thank you for coming on today and sharing your thoughts and everything. I'll let everyone know when they can follow you. Oh, thank you again for always having me. And uh, follow me on patchofatyreviews.com. You can check me out on abc4.com slash gtu tomorrow, talking about uh, a few of the movies that came out this week. And uh, yeah, thanks again for having me. All right. And uh, Josie, let everyone know they can follow you. And thank you for coming on with your tight schedule as well. Absolutely. Thank you for having me and for inviting me as always. You can find me at the Josie Marie on Twitter and Letterboxd. You can follow Film Posers at Film Posers practically everywhere all right chris and you as well let everyone know they can follow you my friend yeah you guys can find me at youtube.com slash 3c films or on tiktok at 3c films all right everyone um you can follow me on twitter uh at cinemaniac94 you can follow the podcast on facebook twitter and instagram at cinemania world as far as schedules this week um we're gonna have reviews for the northman I'm going to try to see Unbearable Weight of Massive. I really want to see that movie. So I'm going to try to see that tomorrow or Saturday. Yes, yes I really want to see it. If I don't see it, <laughs> then somebody, so somebody else would host the review from the team. But I'm definitely going to watch The Northman tomorrow morning. So uh, that is it. Sunday, Larry and I will be back for box office. And that is it for now. Everyone, thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Patrick, Josie, and Chris. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.